Welcome back to Lighthouse 805 Podcast. We continue our Disneyland series here as we talk about Tomorrowland and the hope of the future. How are you guys doing today? Good? Awake? An extra hour of sleep? I mean, did anyone take advantage of the hour or then you, w- oh, you woke up and you realize, whoops, I can go back to bed for another hour? No, everyone just enjoyed it. Love the extra hour. My kids did not consider the extra hour. They woke up and they're like, we're ready. And we're like, you need to leave. <laughs> we are getting some rest right now. Oh my goodness. Well, welcome to church. Thanks for listening online also. Uh, we are continuing in our Disneyland sermon series. This whole series is about building happiness. Uh, we're tying in illustrations of the different parks of Disneyland and tying it in into how do we build happiness in our lives? How do we actually take action and discover what this life is about? Uh, One of the quotes from the series is, finding happiness is not a destination, it's a journey with Jesus. This week, we're stepping into Tomorrowland, a look into what the future could be like. How many people really like Tomorrowland? Is there any other Tomorrowland fans in here besides myself? Okay, thanks. Thank two of you. What? Depends on what rides. We're talking collectively. Tomorrowland as a whole. The cars. <laughs> you guys are really specific today with that extra hour of sleep. <laughs> Tomorrowland, one of, one of my favorites. I like all about it. Do you know, there is, there's a lot of secret things about Tomorrowland that a lot of people don't actually know about. One of them is if you go up to a cast member in Tomorrowland, you can ask for the secret schedule for the day. On that secret schedule, they can list off whatever you like to know about. There's a robotic trash can that's out for five minutes every single day. I don't know if you knew about it. It'll sit there, and if you walk and you throw trash in, it'll actually spit it back out, and it'll, it'll zoom around, and it's, it's only five minutes every day. So you have to ask right in the beginning of the day. Another part is there's an echo circle, meaning there is a dot on the ground. It's a little bit past the marble ball. There's a dot on the ground, and if you stand there and talk in any direction, in the park, it'll echo back to you. Yeah, there's all these crazy things in Tomorrowland. They, they built all these nuances and then just didn't tell anyone. And so after you go there enough times, you'll see people doing weird things. And you're like, what are you doing there? And then you realize there's a, there's a little hidden gem of some futuristic thing that's happening. Uh, I, lo- I love all about it. Tomorrowland has so many nuances. Back in the day, if you got a Space Mountain, when you're leaving, you can actually hop back in the shortcut line. They don't have that anymore. I don't know if you guys remember that. Uh, Star Tours, I have been on that ride more, more times than any other ride in all of Disneyland. Uh, seriously, <laughs> really. <laughs> Light speed to indoor. Um, I liked it better when it was Rex and they changed it. I'm okay with the change, but it's not the same. Um, Tomorrowland. I love it. Sometimes the excitement and peace and joy of what tomorrow could be is sometimes overshadowed by what today actually is. Sometimes we, our tomorrow is forgotten about and just lost to us because of what we're going through today. That's one of the worst feelings in the world. You, you show up and you, you're, have you ever like woken up? You're like, man, I'm excited for today. I'm excited for tomorrow. This week's going to be great. And then by like 10 a.m., you're like, oh man, I just need to make it through this next hour. You know, tomorrow is completely overshadowed and forgotten. And I fully believe that's, that's one of the works of the enemy. Because if he can take your mind off of tomorrow, 
It takes your proclamation and your prophetic words and your excitement and you lose hope. Because if he can get you from looking forward of where God is leading you, he'll keep you isolated in this moment. And so we're talking about Tomorrowland today. Number one, faith to leave mountains. Faith to leave mountains. How many people like the ride Space Mountain? Love it. I'll tell you who doesn't like it. <laughs> My daughter. <laughs> we, were like, we were like, London, it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be like a little mountain. There might be some Star Wars this time. Like we're talking her into it. She finally is like, oh, she gets all excited. She's, you know, you walk through the little path and you see all the videos and you go and they have the little shuttles going all nice and cute and slow, you know. And then she sits down and they're like, doo, 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 doo. and she's like, why am I locked in? Click, 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 click. Dad, I don't, I don't think I like this ride. And, and sometimes Space Mountain, that, that can be terrifying. If you've never been on there before and you don't know what it is and no one preps you for it, you're, you're in a roller coaster completely in the dark. They've brightened it since then. But back in the day, I remember that being pitch black. And you're just, ha, 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 what? And you're just like, you know, you're just constantly, you know, yanked around. Space Mountain, I love this. Ezekiel 37, we're going to be talking about valleys today. 37, 1 through 2, it says, God grabbed me. God's spirit took me up and set me down in the middle of a valley strewn with bones. What a great way to start a Sunday morning. Just so desolate. Throws into a valley with a bunch of bones. He led me around, and among them, a lot of bones. There were bones all over the valley, dry bones bleached by the sun. He said to me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, master God, only you know that. He said to me, prophesy over these bones. Dry bones, listen to the message of God. The first point is really the ability to speak life over our tomorrow. Speaking life over our tomorrow, today is what it is. God can still change it around, but don't forget tomorrow is still coming. Tomorrow land, we need to set up our days for success. We need to set up our building happiness for success, and we can proclaim the word of God over what we're about to face. No matter what, tomorrow will come. So what can we glean from this verse? How do we, how do we proclaim the future, and how do we start having the faith to leave mountains, A, led through valleys. It says, God's spirit took me, took me up, set me down in the middle of a valley. Tell you what, I would rather be in a valley with Jesus than on a mountain alone. That is, <laughs> on a mountain, there's only one way to go. And a lot of times we think we've arrived and we're super happy, and we're sitting there and we realize, I don't sense God with me in this moment. That's when you gotta, you're in the space bound, get ready for a ride. We need to be ready to be led by God through valley moments. Moments that, you know, it's, it's not comfortable. It's not great. It's not fantastic. But the beauty of it is, God is with us. No matter what, he is with us. Space Mountain is really the illustration of our lives when we try and do it all on our own. Lying to ourselves, everything is going to be okay. But we can't see anything because God is not leading us there. 
God wants to give us direction and insight. Really shine his light where we're supposed to go. B, do you see what I see? And the verse that says, or God asked him, son of man, can these bones live? I, I don't think God is ignorant to the fact that he asks us questions because he thinks we know more than him. You know, like God's like, oh man, do you think these can come back? Could you give me the answer to this? Because I really, I would want your insight. Well, that's not how God operates. God asks us these kind of questions so that we can start asking these questions of, is my God big enough to do something about it? Because if I believe that, then I can start proclaiming the word of God and things will change. There are the moments where God will ask us questions and we'll really question everything around us because God is leading us somewhere. Can these, can these bones live? Your tomorrow depends on your today. Don't, don't allow your tomorrow just to become the exact same copy and duplicate of today. Man, start speaking life over it. Whatever you're going to face tomorrow, believe that God is bigger than that tomorrow. And see, speak life over your situation. He said to me, being God, prophesy over these bones. Say, dry bones, listen to the message of God. Dry bones, these bones, these, these represent the dry areas of our life, the things that we think is dead, the things that we think have no life left to give. And it's, it's, it weighs on us. Have you had those moments where you're like, you're so hopeful for something and then it just comes to a dead end and you're like, great, I put all my eggs in that basket. My mom said not to do that and now I'm hopeless. These are these moments. Am I willing to speak life at these, at these dead areas of my life? Am I willing to speak and proclaim over these areas? Because hopelessness will dissipate and new life will start growing. We really need, and I love it because it says dry bones, listen to the message of God. It's literally saying dead area of my life, listen to what the Bible says about it. That's what it's translated as. Then when we find dead areas, we need to get a scripture. We need to get a word. We need to have something that we can proclaim over those areas. God, you said this. Make it happen. And we remind God that he's bigger than all of the situations we'll face. Number two, your lamp, your word is a lamp for my transport 22. Does anyone know what transport 22 is? No, it's, it's the Star Tour Galaxy Cruiser that you ride in. That is the name of the actual ship. Where Rex is piloting it, he has a little tag that says, please remove before operation. You ever notice that on the ride? The old one? Does no one know what I'm talking about? No. Oh my gosh, my heart is broken, church. <laughs> Star Tour, oh, come on, guys. Just re-watch an old YouTube video and maybe have someone shake your chair, okay? <laughs> Gotta relive star tours <laughs> oh my gosh there there are times when we will be moving in our life and god will give us a tour of what's really happening 
he'll kind of illustrate what's going on so you see it in his perspective. And I like illustrating star tours to this concept. Have you had those moments where you're walking around and all of a sudden you're facing the same thing for like the millionth time and all of a sudden you'll see it in a new light and you're like, I never saw that before. Those are the moments that God is giving a tour of how he sees it so that you can change it by proclaiming the word of God over it. Ezekiel 37, 11 says this, Then God said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Listen to what they're saying. Our bones are dried up. Our hope is gone. There's nothing left in us. I haven't said these exact words in my life, but very close to them. I'm so dry right now. I don't think I even have hope. I'm cut off. God places him down and, and he says, do you hear what's happening? Look at what's crying out to me right now. The context is God is speaking to him to say, this is the people group. These, these are their cries. This is what's happening. <laughs> Jesus will always give us a tour and open our eyes to things in our life and people's lives around us that need a word. See, when, when God knows that something can be done, he'll open our eyes to it. Because he, he, he really lays out and reveals three indicators of a person that desperately needs someone to step in and speak life. These are the three things. These are three things that if you see these three items happen, you need to open your eyes and go, oh, this is, this is where I can step up. I can speak this in my life and I can speak this in their life right now. And it's this tour that God will give us. So A, the first thing, the first indicator of a person that desperately needs someone to step up, A, is dry seasons. It says our bones are dried up. The Hebrew definition of this, this line literally translates as this. There has been so much shame and disappointment that all willingness to move has been abandoned. Has anyone felt that before? You don't have to raise your hand. I'll raise my hand because I have. There's so much shame and guilt and disappointment that my complete willingness to move forward in life has been abandoned. Oh my gosh, we've been there. These are the moments when, when God will give us indicators and says, here's one of the first things when you see this abandoned item, when you see someone so filled with guilt and shame that they're unwilling to even move forward in life, this is when you step up. Or if you're in this situation, this is when you step up for yourself if no one else is around you. Be the second indicator is hopelessness. The verse says, our hope is gone. The Hebrew, the Hebrew translation for this is, I mean, it's so, it's so blunt and to, and to the point. It says this, my hope has been murdered. That's okay. That, it's, complete, it's not even taken away. It's been taken away that it can't be given back. Because when it's kidnapped, you can still get it back. But when it's murdered, it's gone. And there's only one person who's in the revival business that I know. That's God. 
hopelessness. When we see someone who's hopelessness where they have no way of getting back what they've lost, that's when we need God to intervene. When we feel so hopelessness, we need God to intervene. There's no self-help book out there for you to climb out on your own. There are a million that will say they can do it, but the first five chapters are saying why you should keep reading the book. It's like, okay, I get it. Uh Uh-huh, yes. Where is it? I was reading this book. I was five chapters in, and they were hyping up how good the book was, and they're like, do this, and then blah, blah, and they don't even give any action steps yet. They're just how good the book is, and it finally gets to the the end of chapter five, and it's like, for the steps to go blah, blah, go to this website, and I was like, then why not buy the book? God is the answer that we need. Jesus is the answer that we need. C, isolated. The last part of the verse says, there's nothing left of us. The Hebrew translation is, literally translation is, oops, I scrolled up in my notes. I should have scrolled down. Listen to this. The Hebrew translation is completely cut off completely cut off. The the context is all these tribes and this entire nation has been getting scattered and getting isolated. They're no longer a group together that's unified coming against the enemy, but now they're isolated and alone and they have no hope because they have no togetherness. So now they're hopeless. They're, They're in dry seasons and they have no one else to rely on because they're cut off from each other. This is crazy. This this is like the epidemic of the North American church is isolation. Oh, I I can just just pull that up on my podcast. I'm good. Well, you're missing out on the community aspect. We can get all the information in the world that we want in a second's notice, but what's crazy is this group had the same thing. They had all the information at a second's notice They remember all the stories of how they escaped. They remember all the stories of the persecution. They remember all the stories of God showing up, but they felt cut off. I think it's crazy that this group thousands of years ago had the same thing happening to us today. And we did it to ourselves. Well, this sermon really took a sharp turn. God will give us a tour of indicators that we need his help. When we are isolated, it's hard to get out of that. When we're alone, it's hard to get out. So point number three, build your house of the future on the rock. Build your house of the future on the rock. Does does anyone remember the house of the future at Disneyland? Not innovations. The house of the future. Looks like a four-leaf clover. Okay. Fun fact. House of the future, it was sponsored by plastic companies to demonstrate the role of future of plastic in the North American home. Okay, random side note. Did you know when when they built it, They built it with such a solid foundation that they needed to move the house of the future, which they did, but they couldn't move the foundation. The foundation is still sitting in Disneyland and it's covered by an army tent and a tree was planted in front of it. I'm not making this up. 
We checked it out a year ago or a couple years ago. We're like, I wonder if it's still there. Yep. Because you can't, you can't, you can't shake that foundation. You can't remove that foundation. The, what the future was set on, the foundation is set in stone. It, it's solid. It's crazy. If you ever want to see it, go by Alice in Wonderland. When you cut around the corner, you'll see it right there. Now, if you think that's not anywhere close to Tomorrowland, well, you're right. Things have changed. But the foundation does not change whatsoever. Our foundation with God cannot be altered, cannot be shifted, and the ways of the world cannot relocate it. Our foundation is steady and sturdy. You guys are all going to go to, where's this army tent? It's still there. Our house of the future has to be built on the rock. It has to have a solid foundation. Ezekiel 37 13 through 14 says this, when I dig up graves and bring you out as my people, you'll realize that I'm God. I'll breathe my life into you and you'll live. Then I'll lead you straight back to your land and you'll realize that I'm God. I've said it and I'll do it, God's decree. That's, that's a verse to memorize. That is a verse to remember. So when we're facing these, these areas where our, our tomorrow feels like it's getting cut off, when we're sitting in our, our current day and it feels hopeless, we need to realize that God is in control. A, it says rescued. When I dig up your grave and bring you out as my people, you'll realize that I'm your God. Our tomorrow is made possible because Jesus has dug us out of our sin and death and adopted us as his own. I love, there's a couple action items happening here with Jesus. He's in the business of digging us out of this grave that he illustrates as sin and death. He says, I am removing death from you. But he doesn't stop there. And I love that fascinating idea that Jesus has dug us out when we accepted him into our hearts. And he says, I have dug you out and I have brought you in as my people. So the, the, the point of Jesus is not to just say, forgive us of our sins and say, all right, bye, con Dios, see you later, bye. You know, it's saying, I have dug you out and I'm taking you with me. I have adopted you, I have inherited you and you'll know you belong to me. There's a lot more going on than just asking Jesus for forgiveness in our lives. B, restored. I'll breathe my life into you and you will live. Restored. I'll breathe my life into you and you'll live. This is, this is the concept of what Jesus sending the Holy Spirit into our lives does. It's saying that when Jesus, Jesus said, when I die on the cross, I will send the comforter. I must leave so that he may come. This is what's happening here. When we accept Jesus in our life, he died and rose again for our sins. He has sent the Holy Spirit to dwell within us so that we can be led by the spirit of the living God. That's what's happening. We will have life abundant. We will have life going on. We will not feel dead and decaying. I really want to side check on that, but I don't think we have time. Man, 
Yeah, I, I'll just, I'll just give a, I'll just give a Bible college throw out for a second. I spoke on this a while ago. Um, I'll breathe my life into you, and you'll live. This is actually a throwback to the start of the universe when God grabbed dirt, formed it, and it says He breathed His life into it. That same breath, that that word is ruah. It means life and spirit. In fact, it's actually quoted another time when it says, the spirit of the living God floated over the waters of the deep. Ruah. So we know that the Holy Spirit's real because it says my spirit is ruah. It is breath, it is life, and it is floating. And then when he breathed it into all of humanity, he says, I am with you always and I will dwell within you. So then when Jesus died and rose again, he says, now my breath can fully live in you because your sins have been removed. That is what's happening in this picture. And then see, rewarded. Then I'll lead you back to your land. Whose land is that? Your land. And you'll realize that I'm God. I've said it, I'll do it. God's decree. A reward is very simple. It's, it's extremely easy to grasp understand. Our reward is God leading us into our land. This is, if you get this concept, it will change your life. I promise. Your land is your community. It is your family. It is your job. It is the place that you dwell and work. Your land, meaning by the grace of God, you oversee it. Nothing in that land will control you, will, will put you down. Nothing has ownership over you. God has placed you in control of it by his grace. There is nothing that will tear you down in the place that you have ownership over. The territory you occupy belongs to you. Nothing can kill you or destroy you wherever you go because God is leading you through it. I'm going to go ahead and pray and then I'm going to call up Patty and the worship band. Let's close our eyes. Lord, speak to us this week. Give us the understanding and the the wisdom and the knowledge of how to proclaim your word over our situations. If we feel hopeless in our lives or we feel cut off, I pray that we'd be shaken up out of it because your word is proclaimed over us. With everyone's eyes closed, if you're here today and you're saying, you know what? I'm feeling something. I, I definitely need Jesus to come into my life. That's you, and you're saying, today I'm deciding that I want Jesus to be accepted into my life fully. Maybe you're even saying, I want to recommit. I, I want to re-up my Jesus relationship today. Would you, would you just simply make eye contact with me right now? If that's you, amen. I see your eyes.
praise you for salvation and rededication. Give us the strength and the reminders that you're with us. And we have the full authority to rebuke any enemy attacks. We have the full authority to rebuke anything that would come against us. Because your word can change any situation. It can change any life immediately. In your mighty name, amen. We hope you're enjoying this series on Disneyland. For other episodes, opportunities to give, or to find out more about us here at Lighthouse 805, visit www.lighthouse805.com. See you next time.